what is up everybody love you guys check this out welcome to another episode of the legacy quest podcast brought to you by bowman legacies making life better for the blue collar worker one ceo at a time all the while striving to encourage the world what is up everybody welcome to another legacy quest podcast we are so excited that you are here i hope you're having a great week this week today i am jazzed to share something extremely embarrassing with you (laughs) and that is this i want to share with you a, a reoccurring dream that i have And this reoccurring dream that I have is kind of insane. It happens all the time. It's over and over and over again, especially right before I'm getting ready to go out on a challenging uh, uh, speaking event or if I'm getting ready to go out and, and strive for a challenging client, I am constantly and continually having this dream. And here it goes. So here I am. I'm in a theater, like an actor's theater, right? And which I've done a little acting in my lifetime, very little, but I loved it and enjoyed doing it. And so there I am getting ready to go out on stage. And in this particular dream, the scenario changes every time, like the play changes, the actors change, the actual stage itself, how I can conjure up in my subconscious so many different um, um, theaters is insane. But in my mind, uh, this last time, what happened was I was watching the young lady I was going to act with. And there she was. And she was doing a great job. And I was just so impressed with her. So when we went backstage right before curtain call, right before she and I are supposed to go on, I'm saying, like, you know, the lighting is great for you. You're doing wonderful out there. You're so smooth and you're so comfortable. It just coming across very real. We don't have any sets for this one. And it doesn't matter because you're just so into it. Way to go. I'm really proud of you. And then this terrifying realization comes over my head when I hear someone go, all right, Michael, so-and-so, you're on next. (laughs) And I realize I I don't know my lines. I don't know a word of my lines. I don't know any of them. I don't know anything about it. I don't even know what the play is about. So I look at this actress and I say, and this is the same thing that happens every time I look at her and I say, hey, I don't know my lines. I literally, I, I, could you look, I can still see the, 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 eight by six or six by eight piece of paper that they were both on. I can see all my lines, but I don't know what they say. Can you just, just give me the first line? I don't know my lines. And she just looks at me with this dry look. And this is the first time in the dreams ever that the actress or someone else actually talks to me because typically in the dream, everyone just ignores me and walks past me. And I'm like, guys, I'm getting ready to go out on stage and I don't know my lines. And the the terror and the, the the absolute mix of emotions inside of me, it's insane. Now, look, you have to understand I've been on stage in front of five and 6,000 people. I did two and three-page monologues. I, I know how to be prepared. And this is a pet peeve of mine. If, if, if you have granted me the privilege of being on your stage, I don't want to do a good job. I want to do a great job. I want to smash it for you if I can. And so in this moment, I absolutely do not know my lines. And typically, I'll go right up to the stage, not knowing my lines. And right before I go out, I wake up. But in this particular time, I'm looking at this actress. I am begging for her help. Just get me those two pieces of paper so I can read off the first line of either one, and I'll know my lines. And she just looks at me in the most dry pan, non-emotional face and says, you'll be fine. 
I'll be fine. <laughs> I don't think so. I won't be fine. And I'm completely freaked out. I'm like, no, you don't get it. I don't know my lines. I really want to support you here. I know this is all about you. This is your big moment. And I want to do a great job for you. Please, please just tell me, tell me what my lines are. If you, Do you know my lines? And she just looks at me again and says, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. <laughs> And so often when I have that dream, I wake up and not, you know, like in the movies in a cold sweat and I'm just shaking. No, I just laugh at myself because at this point in my life, I know what it's all about. You see, I so deeply care about what I'm doing. I'm so deeply care about these things. I want it to be great. I want it to be phenomenal. I have come to the place in my life where I realize I have greatness within me. I am a deeply flawed human being. I, I sin. I, I, uh, create problems for myself. I over-exaggerate things. I uh, Problems that are coming in my life. I make mountains out of molehills. I do all the things that you guys do. And still yet, I, I um, realize I have these dreams about self-confidence. I have these dreams about not knowing what I'm doing. And I want to tell you in my coaching and in my experience in life, having had met NFL um, players, having had met famous people all over the map, famous singers, having had met multimillionaires. This is something that I've learned in coaching clients that were multimillionaires. So many of them are self-aware of the fact that they too don't know what they're doing. <laughs> and the lie about dream chasing or the lie about um, trying to embark on that thing you desperately want to do is that you've got to have all your ducks in a row. Everything's got to be just right. And then I'll do it. I've got to have my, my, my army prepared. You know, I have to have my front line. I have the second line. And then I have to have, that's all folks. And then I won't do anything until everything's perfect because I've got to know what I'm doing. Look, as it pertains to having that client right in front of me and helping them through those hardships in life, I know what I'm doing. I've been there. I know what I'm doing. I just need to settle down in the saddle. But with every new client, I still have nerves because I don't know where they're at. And it takes a while for me to get inside their head, sometimes four weeks, sometimes longer, just to gain trust and just to get inside their head enough for me to understand them and then continue to move on with them and grow with them. Look, and that those first two weeks, you're, you're kind of going blind. You have your systems in place as a consultant. You have your systems in place as a coach. You know where you're headed, but at the same time, you never know where it's going to go. It's like reading a novel that is so intriguing and exciting. You don't know where the writer is taking you. I've written fictional books myself. And on the fictional side of things, there were times where the book took a turn that I'm writing that shocked me. <laughs> Which showed I didn't necessarily know where I was going or necessarily know what I was doing. The assumption is all these people that you admire, all these people that you look at and, and think, man, they've really got their you-know-what together. All these people that you stare down, all these people that you admire and want to be like, you really feel like, boy, they've got it all together. And I've always felt that way about two people. Um, John Maxwell and Ed Milet. I admire those two guys a lot. And I and I plug their stuff anytime that I can because I think it's pretty solid. And Ed said one time, I remember, and I'm going to misquote him here, but he said something along the lines of, look, you know, I've done this and I've accomplished that. I have these things. I have that thing. And um, I'm, I'm world renowned. And yet 
still, there's many times I feel like, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm doing. And what that made uh, happen for me was it helped me to be able to embark in waters I've never been in without the freak out, without the fear of, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm not saying fake it until you make it. I think that's garbage because I think that you need to learn. I think you need to study. I think you need to strive to grow you and expand your own mind and move forward. Because every time there's there's a new level, there's this old saying, new level, new devil. In other words, new level, new problem that's right in front of you. New thing that you've got to come over. New thing that you've got to come around. And that's okay, right? That's just a part of this journey that we call life. But the assumption that everybody else who's doing well or everybody else around you knows what they're doing and you're just perpetually lost and you're an idiot, is wrong. I want you to get that thinking out of your head. You may not even have embarked on your dreams yet. You haven't, you haven't got that, that ship. Let me, and let me tell you, as you're waiting for perfection, that ship is not coming. It's not. You've got to build it. You've got to build it. You've got to build that dream. It's not just going to poof, there it is. It's just going to be pulled out of the universe. And just because you're a great guy, you're a great gal, this thing happened. No, you have to be intentional about growing yourself so you're ready for the moment. But you're not always ready for what you don't know. And that makes a great adventure for me in life now. I am not so freaked out about what I don't know. I'm getting ready to tackle something and go to a place I've never been to before, faces I've never seen before, and work with a whole new group for a whole day. I'm going to have these guys, these gals in my audience for a whole day. I don't know one of them. So I have no background. I have no reference. I'm going in completely blind into this group. And I'm not worried. I'm not worried. I'm not worried because I know my intentions are beyond good. I also know that I've made a plan. You see, when you don't know where you're going or you don't know what you're doing, Preparing yourself for the unknown is very important and believing in you. You see, I believe in me for the first time in a long time. I actually believe in me and I can say that and it's been a journey. And the way that I got there was continually putting myself in the, I don't know what I'm doing stage. Keep putting myself in those places where I was uncomfortable. Keep setting myself in those places where it's new. And and every time I felt that unease, every time that I felt that freak out, every time that I was scared, man, I grew just a little bit more and I got a little bit more confident in myself. And what's great is surrounding yourself with great people. I have a phenomenal accountability partner. I have phenomenal people in the trade that I do that, that, that hold me up and lift me up. And I have a phenomenal partner in life who who we both have gotten to that place where we're, we know that she's not there to make me happy. I'm not there to make her happy, but we make each other happy. Does that make sense? In other words, it's not my goal in life that, that, um, or it's not her goal in life for me to make her happy. She has to make herself happy. She has to be happy with herself. I croak tomorrow. I'm not making her happy. She's got to make herself happy. And I have to make myself happy. And in doing that, what makes me happy is putting myself out there in places that scare me half to death. Writing the book, Lead from the Middle, was terrifying. And the reason why, because I was really putting my heart out there. And I knew that there would be detractors. I knew there were people that would be there that had was there who maybe not have saw it the way I saw it or maybe 
didn't like me and would disapprove of the book and give me bad reviews, I was scared. I was scared of being that vulnerable to share that much of myself with the whole wide world. Put a book, self-publish it on Amazon, lead from the middle. Who am I, right? Who am I to put out a book? How, how do I deserve to be? Why would people listen and read my book? Well, it's got great reviews. I have people who are buying 30 and 40 and 50 of them at a time and, and sharing them with their staff and then walking them through it. It's absolutely phenomenal. And it, it's been a great experience, but it was scary, guys. I am not going to lie. I didn't know what I was doing. I never published a book before, but I tried. I did it. And we learned a lot. We learned a lot along the way. We learned a lot of what to do, what not to do. And along that way, when you don't know what you're doing, the next thing that you have to do and that growing for that belief and that steadiness in yourself and knowing your own abilities is learn from your mistakes. Revel in them. I look back at my mistakes and go, man, I'm not going to beat myself up about that mistake because I'm a human being. And I know for a fact, because I'm human, I will fail. To err is human. You're going to fail along the way, and sometimes you're going to fail big. You're going to fail morally, or you're just not going to see something that you should have seen along the way, and you get sideswiped. That's life. You see, when we keep trying to live this Nerf soft adventure, this life, it doesn't work. Adventure and soft and safe is not in the same place. That's what Disney is for. Go to, go, go to Disneyland and ride the rides. That's kind of adventurous. It's super safe. If you go on the pirate's ride, which is my absolute favorite thing to do, I could probably ride it all day long. I could just do a constant, continual loop of the pirate ride at Disney. And I could do that ride over and over and over and over and over again. And you're not going to get hurt on the pirate's ride unless something fails or something catastrophic happens that it's never happened before. But you're not going to get hurt on that ride. It's not that kind of adventure. It's not. Video games. A lot of people just dive into these video games, myself included. I'm a gamer. And you get in these adventures, but if you get killed in a video game, guess what? You get to spawn right back in, and there you go again. You get to try it another time. That's not adventure. That's not real. It's fake. It's not tangible. That's why I discipline myself when it comes to those video games, because I know what I'm doing. They don't make me feel uncomfortable. They don't make me feel afraid. They don't make me feel alive. They're just a little brain vacation. I don't do it every night. I make sure that I discipline myself not to waste that time because you're never going to get it back and you never get anything from video games, period. My whole point is, guys, if you're waiting for everything to be safe and you're waiting for everything to be perfect and you keep waiting for the right time and you keep waiting to know what you're doing, it isn't always going to happen for you because not knowing what you're doing is half the battle. That nerves that you have and that want to, that drive, that passion, now that's the thing that's going to move you forward. And again, like I've said many times before online and here is this, make your mission matter. That thing that you're doing, make it matter for you. Because I've met a lot of hardships throughout the years. And with Bowman Legacies and our business and what we do for organizations, that work is hard. It's draining, but it's also tremendously rewarding. And I don't want to be doing anything else. We've made it so our mission absolutely matters. So no matter what physical thing I come up against as I struggle with my health, no matter what's going on with me, no matter how bad it seems to get, I'm going to tell you because the mission matters, I'm still able to get out of bed in the morning because the mission matters. And I have several missions. It's not just Bowman Legacies. It's not just this business 
I have a wife. I have children that I need, as the head of the household, provide for them. Now, I truly believe that God is my provider, and no matter what happens to me, God's going to take care of me. But at the same time, I've got to do my part. So the mission matters to me. The mission matters. And so when I'm asked, the other day I was asked to partner with somebody. I've never done this before. They want me to partner with them, uh, going through the book and doing some things and kind of interviewing, and it'll be uh, beneficial, mutually beneficial on both sides. I've never done this before. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't care anymore because I'm going to figure it out as I go. Now, that doesn't mean that I'm not going to have a plan before I get there because luck favors the prepared. I truly believe that. I'm going to have a plan for doing what I don't know how to do. Does that sound ridiculous? Maybe to you, but for me, that's been the proven thing that's, that, that has moved me forward. I remember when we got a new machine at work. It was a new drill. Nobody wanted it. It was a little bit wonky, but it was new to us, and we didn't have one of these drills. It was a Sandvik DI-550. No one really wanted it, and I think I was kind of the last pick. <laughs> it was Rig 53. I'll never forget its number. And um, I went there on a Saturday, and no training. Uh, my boss was like, get in there, see what you can do with it. I didn't have anybody telling me how to change steels or how to move the thing, how to tram, how to do anything. And I sat there in our parking lot in the gravel for about four hours with that machine, and finally I had it figured out. So much so that when the low boy came to get it, I could load it on the low boy. Now, I had great people who trained me. A guy named Bob was a great guy who trained me. One of my good friends whom I love and adore, Darren. If it weren't for him, I, I don't think I'd have ever made it. Um, There's another guy named Kenny that was super patient with me and super helpful. So because of their training, I was able to go into something that I didn't know what I was doing because I had made a plan with them. I figured it out on my own as I went. And yes, there was a little bit of training. I think I had 15 minutes with a guy from Sandvik <laughs> where the other guy who never was in that machine again had like about 30 minutes with him as I sat in the truck. And uh, I had about 15 minutes with this guy. And then after a while, I got really used to it. Did I drop some steels along the way? Yeah, yeah. It didn't have a cage. And so, yes, I dropped steels. Did I lose a hammer? Yes, I did. At almost 3 a.m. Thanksgiving morning, <laughs> right before Thanksgiving, I'm, I'm, I'm in, on a shot trying to get it done so that I could have that week, rest of the week off and uh, lost a hammer. And so learning that machine was hard. I didn't know what I was doing. But in time and with other people's help, and that's what another thing I'm so not only do I want you to have a plan for what you don't know. I want you to start to think about who can help you with the unknown. I have a lot of people in my life right now that when it comes to public speaking, when it comes to certain subjects like finance that I know nothing about, that I can go to these people and I can talk to them. I have people that know subjects about things uh, that I like statistics, uh, uh, precise statistics and where to find them for different subjects I know nothing about and I go to them. So what helps you when you feel like you don't know what you're doing is surround yourself with people who do, who do when it comes to that particular subject. Because I guarantee there's something you know a lot about and that's mutually beneficial with them. I've had other coaches that have rang me up and said, hey, man, I have a problem with this within this organization. And I know you corner the market with it. What can I do? Or could you talk to this guy for me? And it was always an absolute yes, because I know down the road at some point, I'm going to need them too. 
stop feeling like everybody is against you because they're not. Stop thinking that the universe is against you because it's not. Because every time something bad or negative happens, you're just going to put the check mark there in your little book and say, okay, the whole world's against me now. And there's no way in heck that I'm ever going to do this because the universe is against me. That's just garbage. That's bad thinking. The same goes for every time that a blessing comes into your life that you stop in that moment and you're grateful for it. You start to feel like the universe is for you. And these other things that assail against you technically aren't all that bad all of a sudden. Why? Because it's what you focus on. I've talked to you about this before. You gravitate towards you focus on. So when you sit there and think about, I don't know what I'm doing in life. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm doing. You just get more of, I don't know what I'm doing. But when you say, I don't know what I'm doing, but by golly, you know what? I'm going to surround my pe- myself with people who do, number one, or number two, I'm going to back dyslexic you here. Number one, I'm not going to give up on myself. I'm going to see my own greatness here, and I'm not going to panic in this moment because I understand that not knowing is half that battle. That nerves of not knowing pushes you and propels you forward to do more. And if your mission matters, you're going to stick through the unknown. You're going to stick through those crazy curves that came out of nowhere in those dead ends. But when you hit that dead end, instead of it seeming seeming like this huge, unpassable mountain, you see it as a challenge and you realize there is a way around this. I did a post today that just said, you know what, you got to stop saying things like I can't and all that negative talking, all that um, just, just, impoverished thinking where everything's against you or that mountain's too big or you can't do it. Look, when, when, when they were laying tracks towards the Rocky mountains, I guarantee you there were people who looked at those mountains and said, man, I can't do it. We can't do it. It's impossible. Now I personally have been on I-70 trucking and and then, you know, across the country moving fast. And then all of a sudden getting into the Colorados. And once you're in Colorado, you start to look up and you see these mountains and it takes you forever to get to the base of them. And then once you do, dang, they're big. They're really big. So I can see how people will be intimidated. But someone said, nah, I don't know how we're going to do it, but we're going to do it. We're going to do it. You see, and with every scenario, every time you say, I can't, somebody says, I can, I will. For every time you said it can't be done, there's someone out there that says, yes, it can. And it's being done. Think about the Wright brothers. Flying planes. My goodness. At that time, the saying was, if we were meant to fly, God would have gave us wings. Because so many people failed and died trying. But the Wright brothers, Kitty Hawk, right? Come on. They went out there. They flew that thing in front of the whole world. Now, you know that they had practiced. That probably wasn't the first go. (laughs) They had probably practiced. They knew what that thing could do. But at the same time, intentionally, they went through with their plan. They found out things that they didn't know, and they learned, and they moved forward, and they innovated. Once you're able to move, it can't be done out of your vernacular. Once you're able to remove, I don't know what I'm doing, out of your vernacular, out of your tone, out of your inner mind, I'm going to tell you then comes, how can I get it done? And you're insatiably curious about knowledge and about getting things to move forward. So whatever that dream is that you have had, once you move it to vision mode, and then you start to break that vision down into missions, and then you break those missions down even more finite. So you're handling one thing at a time, not overwhelming yourself to move forward. I'm going to tell you, you will move forward. 
especially, especially if that mission matters. You will continue to move forward. You will continue to innovate. Let me tell you something. Every place I ever went to, somebody, somebody said, you don't belong here. When it was in the non-for-profit place, Michael, you're too rough around the edges. You don't belong here. When it was the drilling world, when I was in the mining industry, you were in the non-for-profit space. Yeah, you were blue collar before, but seven years in the non-for-profit space, you don't belong here. When I became a safety guy, you don't belong here. When I became a GM to a fast-moving company, you don't belong here. And when I became their cultural guru, I even got to hear people that I worked with said, you don't belong here. And yet, and yet, I just kept pushing that aside because of my internal belief in myself, surrounding myself with great people, and getting a plan together. Networking like my hair was on fire and sharing my heart and allowing myself to feel vulnerable enough to do that. Do you think these podcasts are perfect and polished? Goodness, no. Do you think that I am satisfied with this? Goodness, no. I think five years from now, if I still find value in putting out this podcast and people are getting changed and moving forward and it's a good thing, I hope it doesn't look anything like it does now. I hope it's even better. But I'm embarking out into what I don't know. I don't know the slightest thing about putting a podcast on. I got a microphone. I got this little spit mic. Put, 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 so the, the covers, you know, I don't spit all over it. And then I just share my heart with you. Now, again, we went with a, a year over a year without the podcast because I just my sickness was my, my health just dropped, fell. But every day I'm feeling a little bit stronger. And that's another thing. For those of you with autoimmune, a lot of times you don't know what you're doing. You're trying so hard to find answers, and doctors can't. I just came from doctors today, and they have no answers. Brain scans, the EMGs, uh, EM, uh, EM, I don't remember all the scans I've had now. <laughs> arthritis here, arthritis there. That's all they can tell me, a pinch nerve here, pinch nerve there. But other than that, they can't figure it out, right? They can't figure it out. It, it It's okay because there's a lot I don't know. But if I sit there and allow the darkness of what I don't know, to sail against me every single day. I get depressed, I get down, and I don't move forward. And for me, what gives me joy, what is collateral to my soul, what is absolute wealth to me, is when someone says, that changed my life for something I've done. And almost every time, it's because I've embarked on someplace either I quote-unquote didn't belong or someplace where I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know what I was doing but I can find out and I can learn and I can adapt and I can move forward. And so can you. So today, don't give up on you. Don't give up on your dreams. Stop that impoverished thinking of I can't. I can't is just another way of saying I won't. And stop being so fearful of what you don't know. That's part of the adventure. The Vikings didn't know. The Vikings they did not know what was on the other side. <laughs> but they got in their boats and they took off anyway. And <laughs> they had these great adventures. Life is meant to be lived. It's meant to be felt. We're supposed to be able to process pain and go through it. We're supposed to feel love and heartbreak. We're supposed to feel joy and sadness. We're supposed to laugh. We're supposed to cry. That is who we are as human beings. That is life. That is this journey. So I want to encourage you. I know you don't know, and I don't either always. 
but man, I can't wait to get into that place where I'm uncomfortable and I don't know because I know those answers will come the more that I seek them. And not only that, not only that, I know that I'll grow just a little bit more and I'll get closer and closer to the man that I've always hoped to be. All because I'm willing and I hope you are too to say, I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm gonna because that's the direction I want to go. That's where I want to be. I'm going to tell you, you keep doing this consistently and you stop beating yourself up about where you haven't gone. You celebrate every little step of where you have gone. You stop looking back at every hardship with tears and sadness and go, I learned, I learned good things there. You drop bitterness and let it go and be free of it so you can move forward every day with wisdom and joy. And I'm going to tell you something. You're gonna build a legacy that will far surpass your legend and inspire others to do the same. And that, my friends, is how we change the world.